and he's going to house it. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And we're back for another episode of the Angle of Pursuit podcast. That is Brian Twining. I am Kyle Robert. It is All-Star Week. Uh, we will be breaking down the open race, the all-star race, uh, and just kind of look in, in a general philosophy, I guess, for, for that, for this upcoming weekend. And ov- obviously, got to dive back into the week that was, because Brian's oh, whining. yeah. We had ourselves a week. We, we sure as hell did, baby. That's right. We sure as hell had ourselves a week uh, before the William Byron fan club gets going uh how are you how's everything going oh i'm doing good man like you said i'm still floating on a little bit of euphoria after last weekend uh yeah as many of you know we were riding the willie b train (laughs) into uh darlington there and obviously that paid off late much to do with uh ross chastain having another run-in with his buddy kyle larson but i mean all in all, yeah, no, I'm I'm uh, still riding high off of that, but I'm extremely excited for this all-star race. I think we're going to see some interesting things. It's a track that it's interesting to note. Only two drivers in the Cup Series were even old enough to have their learner's permit, let alone actually drive a car the last time this race was ran at NASCAR uh, with NASCAR back in 1996. And I think there's four guys that are going to be participating that weren't even born yet the last time we were here. Yeah, and I think it's cool that they're you, you know it's not something they're building into the regular rotation. Maybe it happens down not the road yet, if, but... if this is successful. But at least you know go back and visit vintage tracks. Go oh, back yeah. and find unique opportunities because this is an all star race, right? And the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. So let's have some fun with it. Let's do some unique things and um and, and make a a really cool event. But yeah, let's dive into the week that was. Um, and I will present the screen. This one. So, uh, yeah. So let me throw. I don't know why it doesn't do this. Okay. Had a good week. Uh, obviously having William Byron in your DraftKings lineup definitely helps. He was, he was strong. Um, Chase Elliott was strong. Obviously, you know the race had some moments. It definitely felt like it was going one way until it wasn't um i always love when larry mack gets on the on the call and is like well traditionally we have a our last caution within about five laps and sure enough uh, like yep. clockwork we find a way to to get to the caution and um you know we'll talk about the bet the lot our, our betting card here in a second but we both added larson um i was feeling really good about adding larson sunday morning um just because of the way that race was going. Larson was really fast. He looked like one of the best cars. Um, and then obviously Chastain was great and we were excited about him and his potential. And, uh, well, you know, that, that ended quickly. Um, the race overall, I thought was pretty fun. Um, there was a few guys, Truex felt really dominant for a while. Um, but there's one thing like, it feels like, no, and this may be just like, uh, you know, kind of, how we remember it, but I sure feel like the guys that are traditionally doing well in stage one and stage two, aren't going to be the winner. Like I feel like I've had a bunch of tickets on guys that have been crushing for 80% of the race. And then stage three happens and they don't come close. And then I've had other guys that, 
that have hit and they were basically afterthoughts or kind of floating around for most of the stage one and stage two. So it's really interesting to see how that, how that progresses. And I guess uh, even more reason to, uh, you know, keep an eye on those live betting opportunities. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, just like you said, it, it's it's either been a case of somebody having a pit road speeding penalty or just a mistake yeah. on pit road or, you know, <laughs> running into Ross Chastain or Brad Keselowski. Um, it always seems to work out that way where the guy who jumps out to the lead early is just not taking home the wins here. And like you yeah. said, it's really it it's really bringing to light the kind of necessity of being able to access those live markets because there's a lot of money to be had there. For instance... Even though we had Willie B on the uh, card early in the week as a pre-race bet, like with about 10 laps to go and he was riding fourth, I, I went and looked at our offshore and I could have jumped in back at him. I think it was nine to one or 10 to one again. And I, I almost considered firing on it again for another unit or two just because like he had a legit shot and you knew that yeah. Shastain and Larson running side by side, we're eventually going to get into each other. It was just a matter of whether or not they'd wreck each other. Well, and it's a good, like, it's a smart bet, right? Because there was, like, we were talking a little bit about it. There was really three guys that were dominant after Truex had his incident and kind of fell away. It was really Byron, Chastain, and Larson, who were the fastest by far. Chase was really impressive, but I did felt like he was a little bit of a tier below. And then obviously Bubba was really, really good for a lot of the race, obviously had his incidents, was still able to mangle a a top five. um, And we'll talk about that too, because I'm very excited about how that came together. But um, yeah, he Byron was on the short list of guys that felt like they were incredibly fast and had a real, real shot to win. So I think paying attention, especially in stage three. Okay, who's been fast? Who do I think can really win this? You know, let me monitor the market, see if I can find a live betting opportunity. Maybe there's, you know, as as they pit and cycle through, you know, the books adjust a little bit and um, you can find some value. So overall solid. How about our boy Chris Busher pulling at a top yeah. 10? Um, probably didn't deserve it, but that's okay. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I really... I really can't say he raced himself into a top mm-hmm. 10 there. I mean, a lot of that had to do with the people. Well, you got to put yourself in but... position and RFK has been doing it over and over and over again. I also yeah. did a, uh, another lineup Sunday morning, very similar feel. I went the three Hendrick boys, um, obviously Larson crashing kind of dropped that and he was very, very popular. So Elliot and Byron and Larson was 70%. And this is, this is in cash. So that, Makes a lot of sense. Cindric was actually really popular and was probably fine. Harrison Burton was Harrison actually Burton. the the play of the century if you played him in in any uh, GPPs. Because my God, was that guy really good? Less than two percent owned. I, I'm curious what his ownership was in GPPs, but you know, pulled out a sixth. Obviously, uh, you know, you could get a nice number on his top his top ten even after qualifying fourteenth. Overall, a good uh, week. You know, we've been we've been really putting it together over on DraftKings, Brian. We've had a couple weeks. We had Denny and Larson two weeks ago. We had a strong week this week. Like we're we're starting to get into the flow, which I uh, feel really good about. And then, speaking of the flow, let's just let's just get into it. So, hell of a week over on the betting card. Um, we I I jokingly said we're not going to get it all back in one week, and um, well, it turns out I did get it back in one week. So. 
Uh, had the Byron outright, 10 to 1, hit that, loved it. Uh, Truex top Toyota, I felt good about. I bet that prior to qualifying, um, obviously had a really good chance at winning uh, after the way he did. I added the Larson outright at 5 to 1 based on the speed, based on what I saw in practice and qualifying. And uh, the more I thought about it, I was like, I'm not going to be stubborn and not take a really good number, a, a lower, a shorter number than I really want. Just because you know it's of the number, he's really, really good. I should jump on. And I there. and regardless of the outcome, I feel like that was the bet mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. going into the race. And in my opinion, going forward, as we come out of the All Star race this upcoming weekend, Kyle Larson is almost a must add to your card every yeah. single week because he is literally a a, a notch above everybody else right yeah. now in terms of what he's able to do on the track. We're back to the two years ago and he's, I have a feeling he's going to win a handful of races down the stretch and uh, obviously be a factor. So don't be afraid to, to go to a short number. Um, it doesn't feel really good. And obviously you might have to bet a little more to, to get a good payout, but it, it's worth it. He's he's he is that good. Uh, Byron top five obviously crushes plus one sixty. Fun with that. My chase bet, my first best bet um, from Wednesday. Uh, got it at minus one thirty. It was minus one sixty, one seventy by the time the race started. Um, obviously, he had a great race. Could have probably gone with the top five and and been fine there. Uh, Ty Gibbs was fine. Had his moments. Never really got there. McDowell was not there. Uh, the Harvick top ten. We talked about it. It was. I don't want to say free money, but my God. Um, and and it, it played out exactly like I had anticipated. He was a top 10 car in that like five to 10 range yep. all day. He in no way, shape or form had any business whatsoever finishing inside the top three. If, it, you know, taking into account like speed and just overall race day, but. I mean, he he still got finished up there near the front, had a shot at the end. If he would have been a little – if he had a little bit of Ross Chastain in him, who knows? Um, yeah, but. yeah. Um, and then shouts to Bubba. Um, it, it, I don't know how to feel about it because definitely at the end, it didn't feel like he was going to grab that top five. But because of the restart, he was able to, to finagle it. So Bubba Wallace, top Toyota at 7-1. to one. Bubba Wallace over Ryan Blaney with – Five units, my my Ooh. best bet from race day, uh, plus one hundred. Barely beat him, five and six. But I'll I take was just it. gonna say, and that that matchup was great all day because Ryan Blaney he ran a lot better than a yeah. lot of people had anticipated. And you know, it Blaney is a guy who I mean, we'll see it when we go to the card, uh, the early cards for the All Star race. He's starting to kind of show his. His, his gumption again, and, you know, it, it's All-Star Week, and we all Question know what he did last you. year. For, there's two drivers that we that both of us love that have not won in a long time, yet we keep adding them to the card. Who gets the win first, Ryan Blaney or Ross Chastain? Right, right. I I mean, I think Blaney is – you, you would have to lean Blaney because he doesn't have anybody on track that's going to be like, you know what, F you, I'm going to punch you out yeah. of the way. Whereas and he also will get will be cost a win prob- possibly because yeah. of that kind of. Well, and Ross is also a little too aggressive, a little too early, where Blaney is going to be a lot more comfortable. I just don't know if he's second or third at the end, if he's willing to put his nose where it needs to go. In order to if steal. he's willing to do the Ross yeah. Chastain on the last lap. Yeah. Exactly. So – 
it's I think it's an interesting debate. I'm going to be interested. I I feel like we get a win from both of them, but you know, at this point, who knows? Um, and then obviously Brad K had to get a top five and be one spot in front of Bubba, so did not cash that. But overall, a tremendous, tremendous week. Um, I think I'm up 18 units on the week, so that that that's something that I can live with. Um, like you, like I, Byron outright 10 to one. Byron top three, Byron top five. So William Byron is just like building your bankroll this week, which is <laughs> you'll love to see it. Brad K top 10. That was a great call on your part. Uh, as I mentioned, ended up getting that top five. Um, you Almarola top 10. It's a fine bet. You, he you know, was five, there. He was like running yeah. like 12th or, or 13th pretty much all day. Kind of kind of like I said, he was a yeah. an 11th to 13th guy yeah. at this track, you know? And then Harvick top ten, Brian, our 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 best bets, all four four and oh. Um relatively pain free. I guess Bubba would be the one that was the most um questionable. But like I said, he was somebody that was running fast and had a legit chance to win the race um at a few different points. So I feel fine about it. So overall, really, really strong week. Obviously, I dug myself out of the hole. You're still uh, working on that, but my God, did you put a big dent into the, your uh, into the hole? So you're, you're climbing like a fifteen it. unit profit. Yeah. This yeah. Last so we weekend. we absolutely crushed it. So Brian, we got to be smart. Remember, <laughs> not get too far ahead of ourselves yeah. and not put us right back where we were two weeks ago. Yep. Well, it, the key to that is let's just not bet either the Daytona or Talladega or Atlanta races in the second half. Or Darlington or <laughs> Dover. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's talk odds. Uh, obviously, we have a couple races to get into, so we'll talk uh, the All-Star Open, how that works, what we expect to see there, um, and then we'll dive into the actual race itself. There is, a, there, As Brian alluded to, there already is one I think two names on my card. We'll see. We'll see how aggressive my plan. It you know, and we'll see how the plans, to, how how I can actually stick to it. But the plan is to grab a couple outrights, fire some low unit plays, and just have some fun with it, and not get too crazy. But you know how we get on this show. We we talk about that, and then all of a sudden our card is twenty bets deep, and uh, we're exactly. we're regretting everything come the end of the day on Sunday. So. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the open. Uh, so there's, um, the all-star weekend. We'll have a little bit of fun. So pr Friday's practice. Um, and then they're doing the pit crew challenge again, which is, which was kind of cool last year. I think they're doing a little more of a, like they're timing everybody out instead of doing the head to heads, which I think is uh, a little more reasonable. Cause even if you are the second fastest, you could definitely get knocked out. Uh, we'll have the, the truck race on Saturday. And then the two heats for the all-star race will be on Sunday, or I mean Saturday, the open and the all-star race on Sunday. So, um, yeah, the pit crew, uh, four tire stop, no fuel, um, and that will deter determine the Well, they the have to use the fuel tank, but there's, but there's no fuel in it. So they have uh, to, like... Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that determines the starting lineups for both the heat races and the all-star open. So that will be... Um, fun to see. So last year, Brian, I was looking back. Obviously, it was Texas, so it's a little bit of a different story. But Tyler Reddick was 
the runaway favorite to make it out of the open and into the field. Um, he was fast, but crashed, didn't make it, and was not one of the favorites. So interesting to see. There's a few guys that have seemed to separate themselves, and obviously the books are keeping the odds somewhat short just because they don't want to get burned. But Josh Berry, obviously in a Hendrick car, has a, a you know three and a half, four to one. Ryan Priest is very, very popular. He's got down to four to one in the most spots. Um, and then Ty Gibbs. I think these are your uh, elite options in terms of the the top tier guys. But I guess, you know, are you, what are you looking at? Because obviously we haven't ran. So we're using a little bit of Richmond. We're using a little bit of Martinsville, a shorter, flatter track. But for the open portion, do you want the better vehicle? Do you want the better driver? Do you want a little bit of both? Like, where's your head at? Well, I think it's important too to first note like how these guys pit crews are going to do. And I mean, mm-hmm. for me that that's got to put the give the edge to Josh Berry having a Hendrick team. I mean, we all know they are the class act of NASCAR racing teams. Um it, I I just have to expect that he's probably going to be starting up where in the front couple of rows, maybe the first two rows for this race and being in that equipment, knowing that he finished runner up at Richmond earlier this year to Kyle Larson with a a good chance to win. And I, I suspect I had mentioned this earlier, like if he had been in this car full time, he probably would have battled for the victory as opposed to just holding back and allowing Kyle Larson to take the victory because he wasn't battling for playoff points. So I, for me, the clear edge has to go to Josh Berry, just knowing he's with a Hendrick car and kind of having that pit crew advantage there. Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Ty Gibbs is really interesting to me, especially against the the competition. We've talked about how strong he's been this year, how much of a you know a, a seamless transition from Xfinity he's really had, and um, you know I'm I've been really impressed with him week in and week out, even in tracks where he you know it's clearly not his day. He's still pushing. He's still trying hard. And, Obviously, his equipment's pretty solid too, so I don't, I yeah. don't um, fault anyone who goes there. Um, I think those two are the most interesting in terms of the outright market. But beyond there, let's have some fun. So we have Almarola. We can get as good as five to one, um, and then we drop, and then we're talking Dinger at ten to one, fourteen to one, uh, McDowell fourteen, fifteen to one, Justin Haley, who last year obviously different track. Uh, was really impressive and almost got into the final um, spot. So interesting, 15, 16, 18 to 1. Um, and then we're getting into like Gilliland and Harrison Burton. Do you have any interest in any of these longer shots uh, to potentially win the race? I mean, I I like Almarola, but I mean, he's, he's not a longer shot guy. I, it's just hard to get to these bigger numbers yeah. um, with the guys up top, knowing that Ty Gibbs and Josh Berry are both driving elite equipment compared to the rest of the field. And then, um, you know, Michael McDowell, he's been driving a lot better of late, but he's not known as a short track maven. So he's probably not somebody that I think is going to be able to cut his way out of there. But uh, I, I don't know. I, Personally, I'm probably not going to lay any any coin on the open race whatsoever. Maybe if there's a few matchups that I find after we see the the starting grid set, but yeah. I I'm probably avoiding this at all costs. 
Yeah, Gillen is the only one that's somewhat interesting to me. Um, and if you go back to Martinsville, he was seventh after stage two. Um, he qualified decently at some of the rich at the Richmond races. I don't love it, but I think he could be somebody that ends up starting a little bit farther forward, and maybe he makes a little bit of sense if you want to take a take a longer shot. Um, LaJoy is interesting. You know, we're, we're, we talked about his step forward kind of in general as a driver. Don't know that I necessarily love him to, to win the all-star race, but he could be somebody that's a little more competitive, um, in this field. So he's, you know, if you want to get real long, 20, 25, 28, you know, that's kind of fun. I will say, uh, going back on those guys, I, I wanted to check to make sure that I was right. Cause I, it, I, it's been a while, but, uh, Ryan Priest ran pretty well at the Bush Light yeah. uh, opening classic at the LA Coliseum. I know it's completely different tracks, but, you know, short track, a lot of off-throttle time. So, I mean, Priest in, a, in an SHR car driving for a team that has Kevin Harvick, who's been fairly successful at short tracks over his career, maybe somebody else that to consider uh, coming out of this and winning. So Yeah, no, I like that call, and especially because the – while it is a little bit different, it is a short track. It's divided up into chunks of like segments and stuff. So has a little bit of the same feel. So yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of with you. I think really the top of the board is probably where you should be investing and, you know, grabbing a name or two. Um, but I mean, but, it, in the same breath, like I would, ne- it doesn't matter how many people are in the race. I, I don't know how you justify laying four to one on any of these guys in any race, even if there's half the field there and we're talking, there's only, what is there? 16 guys in this race, 15 cars. Yeah. But if you, I mean, if you think about it, like if you put Ty Gibbs in, in an Xfinity race, like what would his number be? That Probably That's true. Here. But he's driving an Xfinity car as that's well. True. It's not like he's driving know. like, yeah. Especially this year, like it, it, I, I don't know. It's just hard to, <laughs> even with a limited field, to lay four to one on. No, on any I, I feel that, but you know, it's a fraction. If you if you're taking a third of the field and getting a third of the price makes a little bit of sense. Uh, I will say, uh, Alex Bowman put it put the car on pole, um, and finished in the top ten at Richmond. So if that's the car. Uh, Josh Berry will be in this week, so that's kind of interesting. I think, I think Berry and Gibbs are my two favorite, um, two my my two favorite options. I'll probably put a little bit on each of them to to advance and call it a day. Let's shift over and talk about the race itself. Um, you know, we we talked about it, but Kyle Larson is um, the dominant okay. force. Just like I talked about laying four to one on any of those names in a shortened field, how yeah. on earth is Kyle Larson a larger a larger dog here at a with a, only a twenty four car field than he is at a normal race where it's five to one when there's thirty six guys? Because uh, it's an all star race, weird stuff happens. So I... what? <laughs> like. I know it's an all-star race and there's a lot more. I mean, the, the, the million dollar prize is definitely going to play a factor in terms of yeah. how aggressive these guys get late. But yeah. 
I mean, all still, that doesn't take away from the fact that Kyle Larson is the best in the sport right now. Yeah, and he's crushing short track. So, yeah, I mean, are, are we putting three or four units on Kyle Larson? To win? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Larson, Larson is compelling. Byron is also compelling, especially because uh, DraftKings wants to give me 10 to 1. I'm getting double yeah, digits yeah. on my... Dude is on fire. I've been on, I've been on him two, for two of his three wins. Um, I would not fault anyone who goes back to him for more uh beyond those two i, I have no interest in kevin harvick especially at no. seven to one like i understand he's good but like no i mean thing. he is driving the number 29 bush light car so i mean he's he's throwing it back but yeah yeah i appreciate that uh, i like christopher bell a lot i think he makes a lot of sense i was really hoping yep. i could get 10 to one instead of nine but i'm not going to quibble over a few um pennies Interesting option. Obviously, he's had um, you know uh, underwhelming season. Is it fair to say? That's kind of crazy to say. Based on, I, I guess maybe our expectations were a little bit higher, and especially the way he finished last year, and expecting him to. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's got a win, so that's that's definitely um, it's definitely something. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I think he is in a good spot here. I think he um, knows how to drive, uh, you know, at, at short tracks. Did really well in the August race last year, getting second. Uh, what did he do this year at Richmond? Um, I think he crashed. Where is he at? Yeah, he finished fourth. Oh, year. yeah, that that's that's the opposite of crashing. Yeah, so he was <laughs> after stage one, two, second after stage two. Uh, His know. worst finish at Richmond actually since 2021 is sixth. Yeah, so pretty strong. Um, like him a lot. And if you can get and maybe, you, you know, you maybe play the game where see if he doesn't qualify quite as well. And, um, you know, you can get a double digit on him, I, I think would be fun. Uh, any other, uh, you know, uh, I think Byron's going to go think, on the, go I ahead. think Martin Truex Jr. at 10 to one is, is a good I mean, if you are betting the all-star race, I don't know how you avoid him seeing how good he's been the last couple of weeks. I mean, last week he, he should have been the runaway winner again, if it probably hadn't to do with a, uh, poor, poor pit crew, uh, instance there. And then, you know, obviously getting a little too aggressive and uh, ruining he and Joey Logano's day, which I'm actually thankful for that, by the way. Um, I mean, it, Truex 10 to one. I, I almost feel like anybody inside this 10 to one number has a good shot to win here. And I, for me, it's the reason why I probably not going to go in very heavy, if at all this week, just because with that million dollar prize at the end, I think you could see some funky stuff. At, at the end of the race and being that it's a short track with these guys knowing that the we're not going to see the high speed wrecks that yeah. we see a lot of times it's just going to be people spinning out or something of that instance you know to where it's not going to hurt the car too much for the future so i definitely do think you're going to see a lot more contact than you normally would yeah no i think that's completely fair um I think, I think, yeah, I think, you you know, it's really just to pick your own poison. I think Byron makes a lot of sense. I think Chris Bell makes sense. I, you made a great point on Truex. Uh, Kyle Busch being 16 to 1 when he's 10 to 1 everywhere else is really interesting. 
Well, he's um, the kind of guy that would not be afraid to play no. bumper cars in order to win this. And as someone who likes to find like value on number arbitrage, like just give me the yeah. one outlier when it's six points higher. So yeah, that's really compelling. The aforementioned Ross Chastain, who's not afraid to put his nose uh, where it needs to go. Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin down to 12 to one. That's pretty good. Really interesting. But do we trust Denny Hamlin's pit crew to put up a good a, a good pit stop during the heat race or to get him set up for a good heat race starting position? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, if you want to talk about putting yourself in a bad position based on your pit crew, Ryan Blaney is right after him. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but I'm putting him on the card at 18 to one. I, I've been talking about it all season. I said, this is the spot where he wins. Obviously he won last year, his only win. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to ride that. I'm going to ride that this year and, and make that um, one of my for sure bets. All right. I, I guess I'll join you on that because like, you said, <laughs> Oh been, no, now he's definitely going to crash. <laughs> we've been joking around about this for pretty much the entire season and especially the last few weeks leading up to this, that yeah. this was going to be the spot that he won. So, yeah. Uh, do you have any interest in these longer shots or more importantly, you know, do you think there's, is there anyone that you think is priced long now that by the time we get to actually racing is going to like their number could be much shorter based on where they start and, um, you know, all, all that good stuff. Well, I mean, again, it's going to come down to how well they do in the heat race, which is really going to be predicated on how well their pit crews perform for them. And, you know, uh, it, it, he's not great at short tracks, but one guy whose pit crew has definitely been performing that that's Bubba Wallace, 28 yeah. to one. Like he could be put in a prime position for whatever heat race he winds up being in. And then, you know, if he can stay up front during one of those, he's got a prime starting position for the 200-lap main event on Sunday. And this is a guy who we've seen the last few weeks really elevate his driving and putting a lot of doubters to sleep here, uh, proving that he deserves to be one mentioned amongst, you know, the, the second tier of drivers. And a 28-1 to 1 for a guy that has been as good as he has recently is a pretty damn good number. Yeah, um, I know he's been really not good this year, but Chase Briscoe was good at Martinsville. He was in the top 10 conversation at Richmond. Um, he is 28 to 1. Maybe SHR puts in a decent outing, gets him near the front. That could be someone that maybe we're talking on Saturday night and he's... 16 or 15 and you feel good about locking him in at 28 nope <laughs> <laughs> no nope. He's, he's dead to me after after backing him to potentially make the final four early in the season yeah that was like, real dumb yeah he is he is off he's on my shit list it is funny though because like the the that's where the expectations were for him coming yeah. in here and I think SHR is a as a whole, and they'll tell you this: they they're really disappointed with where they're at and their oh, performances sure. this, this season. So I'm wondering if there is a little more SHR and a little less like the drivers themselves. But um, definitely interesting. 
I mean, I could tell you, I could tell you two names uh, at the very bottom there that nobody should be bet- betting money on, and that's Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Eric Jones. We <laughs> talked about it going into Darlington, like they were complete fades. Uh, it, it, it was only a matter of time that Ricky Stenhouse would live up to the name of Ricky Spinhouse, and it sure enough, it happened. And then Eric Jones definitely uh, lived up to the non-hype that I had expected going into last Sunday. So I, I don't see a world where either of these two guys are very competitive. Yeah, no, I think that's completely fair. Watch one of them. I, the <laughs> bet I would like to see is the head-to-head so we can bet which yeah. one crashes first. See, again, this these are the markets that I would love to see at sportsbooks, but I doubt NASCAR would be all too happy to start seeing – odds put up for who's going to wreck first or is this is this guy going to finish the race yeah i think finishing the race would be a little more sketchy uh (laughs) you can you you know they in theory could put some head-to-heads together um i like to i i like the to finish on a lead lap markets yeah like i i wish we got more of those again yeah well with with big name drivers though like not not just BJ McLeod to finish on the lead lap, right. which we, I mean, like we, I want, will Joey Logano finish on the lead lap? Yeah, I have, want, yes, no props on that. To, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, I am cobbling together the bet tracker to think about who we may want to be betting. Um, so let's start, uh, I guess, I guess, d- what is your what is your uh, card looking like right now? I'll throw it up here. Is it is it just Ryan Blaney for you? Yeah. So as of right now, all all I got is Blaney. I'm I'm really gonna wait to see what we get out of the uh, qualifying stuff. Um, like, it, I don't know. It's just hard to bet anything right now without knowing anything about the race. We don't know what they're gonna look like. We we have no data. To go yeah. on here but that's also why you can get really good numbers now and maybe you're feeling great about it right now uh when, when it comes to comes to race day i think adding kyle larson makes some sense um especially if he gets up near the front that number is going to get going to get crunched um so this is where i'm looking right now i think i so i have blaney that's a for sure byron at 10 to 1 is uh going on the card I have Bell and then Denny, and I feel like I want to pick one, not both. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna pontificate about that a little bit. I will, I will make it official today, and then, um, I'll put it in the notes if I if I make once I make the decision, or I'll tweet it out. Uh, but I feel like one of these guys, like if you, I guess, I guess Denny has the better number, but I do like Christopher Bell. Um, if you had to bet one of them, Brian, who would you bet? Because it's an all-star race, I would take Denny because the number is bigger. <laughs> That's like, literally yeah. the only reason why. Yeah. And then in terms of the open, um, Josh Berry is interesting and obviously ran really well, so it's really tempting to go there. Priest is interesting. I'm going to put Gibbs for sure. I'm just debating if I want to just do one more higher or like Justin Haley and Todd Gilliland and see if I could sneak one of them through. So I think it's interesting if we were able to get like 
top two finish or a Quinella or something uh, on the All-Star Open, not just the winner, because yeah. top two finishers of the All-Star Open advance. So oh. you might yeah, see was... the situation where, it, you know, the top two guys are running away with it and they're not going to battle for the win because why why would they risk wrecking each yeah. other out and not making it to the All-Star race? Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering, I'm, I'm guessing we're not going to get a top three market. No, Maybe. I will say better. Oh, Caesars has, top- has it. Caesars has top three. So Josh Berry plus 135. Ty Gibbs 140. Ryan Priest 160. For the All-Star Open? For the All-Star Open. Oh. Shout out to Caesars. Let's go. Caesars is quickly becoming one of my favorite spots. Um, the numbers are gross, but... Sure, but when you think about Gibbs being four to one to win, plus one forty to top three is pretty nice. That is a pretty damn good number. It's a fourth the odds, or a third of the odds, I guess. Fourth of the odds. I can do math. I promise. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Justin Haley to top three is four twenty five. Michael McDowell four twenty five. Gillen four twenty five. Those are all interesting. Corey LaJoy, seven to one. No interest. No way. JJ Yaley, 60 to one. No chance. <laughs> That's what you got. No chance in hell. Um, I mean, Dinger at plus 250. I know colleague has looked like shit this year, but like we he's he's never been ashamed of uh would you rather bet dinger at 250 or haley or mcdowell or someone at four to one 425 honestly i'd probably go haley or mcdowell i again just just for the number for this week because it would be it's simply a dart a dart throw for me this week it's not like i'm not claiming i know jack you know what about this weekend's race nobody does that's why it's fun to throw darts and see what we can get to stick I'm trying to get out of the hole, not dig myself deeper, okay? Uh, Let's see if we go over to the All-Star. You may have built yourself a small little cushion. but Oh, yeah. No, I'm fully intending on giving it all back this week, but that's okay. Uh, Oh, we have top threes over here. Larson at two to one to top three. Harvick. William Byron, plus 290. So I will say the the only other market that really intrigues me going into this race is any Ross Chastain versus Hendrick Motorsports (laughs) driver matchups. Yeah. Like, I know they probably tried to squash it in the garage and Ross Chastain made a statement today saying that he got basically uh, reading between the lines. He got an ass chewing from Justin Marks and the track house team about his, his actions on the track, but like drivers don't forget easily and they, they still look to get people out. And, you know, for me, what better way to, get revenge on Ross Chastain without ruining either season because it's not going to affect their regular season point standings or anything like that yeah. than to ruin his shot at a million dollars. I just wonder if there's a little more investment in season because they want to make him feel it a little bit more. But as you mentioned, he has a legit chance to win a million bucks and they take it away from him. 
he'll feel that for sure. So yeah, I don't hate that. Um, Kyle Larson at two to one is really damn tempting. Just for top three. Yeah. The thing though, again, too, like it, if this was a regular race, I would say, oh, for sure. Like it, uh, that's a great number, but we're again, we're you're adding in the million dollar bonus thing. I mean, how aggressive are people going to get at the end to try to win that million dollars? Uh, it depends, like you said, if there's just two guys who've clearly separated themselves, maybe not aggressive. If there's four or five drivers that are really fighting for it, maybe a lot more aggressive. So, all right, let's uh. Let's recap. Let's let's give the people a th- uh, initial. Um, so we both like Ryan Blaney, obviously. Like you can see the units; they're they're going to be small this week. We're not we're not getting over our skis, and like Brian said, don't want to give it all back in one weekend. Ooh, oh, there's matchups. Yeah, there's Caesar, Caesars has matchups. I think DK has matchups as well. Good matchups. That might be the move. I'll have a little fun here. I, I'm just... Logano minus one thirty-five. So Logano seems obviously had some good runs. Seems to be getting a little steam in terms of the head-to-heads and some of the finishing position. He was kind of juiced down. Um, so that's something to think about. Uh, Chris Bell minus one twelve. Bubba over Brad, I like where your head's at. Uh, Larson over Harvick, I like that, even at minus 118. Truex over Harvick at minus 110 is kind of fun. I feel like that makes a lot of sense. Um, If you like Kyle Busch, you can get minus 110 over Ryan Blaney, where he's minus 118 over at FanDuel. Okay, Uh, and then... There you go. You can get chased. I, I saw this earlier in the day, and I was like, man, that looks like... I just think there's a world where it's like Team Hendrick versus Ross Chastain. <laughs> yeah, if Josh Berry gets in, he's definitely taking him out. <laughs> exactly my point. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Chris Bell, yeah. I don't I like William Byron, but I don't like him that much over Chris Bell. And I probably should take him over True X, but I don't love the minus one twelve on both sides. Yeah, I mean, again, it's hard to bet any of these just because of the situation that we're in. And then, ooh, Caesars has an interesting matchup. Oh, Eric Jones versus Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Ricky Stenhouse uh, Jr. Where's the? Here we go. Can pull it up. So they do have that. So it's we can we can bet who crashes first. Yeah, basically, yeah. Those are the kind of matchups I want to see more often, honestly. Uh, let's see. Is it scheduled? Yeah. So Briscoe's a pretty big favorite over Dan- Daniel Suarez. Uh, Bell versus Truex. I kind of like Bell there. Uh, as you mentioned, Eric Jones, Ricky Stenhouse, who crashed the first. Just bet the other one. Um <laughs> Logano over Kyle. I'm I'm gonna bet that one. Logano is really good at short tracks. Yeah, and it's just based on um, based on what I'm seeing in other markets. Like that's how you kind of 
find opportunities because maybe you don't want to bet him as a big favorite or maybe his number is a little too short in terms of a top 10 or whatever. Um, but you can get, you know, you can get a decent number um, and then find value. So I'm going to do that. Um, Let me just say it's a good thing that NASCAR has that $1 million incentive for drivers because we're in a situation where Kevin Harvick is basically going out at, you know, it's his swan song season because if yeah. there was no million dollar, I would be betting everything that Harvick would win the race because the garage would be like, Oh yeah, we got to get, we got to get Harv in the victory lane here. Uh, yeah, no, I think that makes sense. Um, Chase Elliott getting money plus money over Kevin Harvick is interesting too. Again, regular scenario, regular season, I'm, I'm smash playing that. This is your opportunity, Brian. You might not get it in the regular season. I, my card will definitely get a slightly larger after we see the qualifying stuff because I, I got to see who's who's doing what. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to add to mine units wise not necessarily outrights wise so blaney is for sure byron is for sure i'm gonna pick one of denny and bell you know what? i'm just gonna do this i'm just gonna go chris bell i like him too much um so those are my three outrights for the all-star race i am gonna go ty gibbs to win the open i should put open in here and obviously if he makes you know if some whoever makes the open we uh, or whoever makes it from the open um you know, we can update at that point. Uh, so I have Ty Gibbs to win. I have Justin Haley to top three. Uh, once again, very small units. We're not getting aggressive here. The one thing I will say is Logano over Kyle Busch is going to be my best bet as we sit here today. Um, Brian, if you don't have a best bet, you don't have to make one, especially since it's All-Star Week. That doesn't... We're not going to force your hand, but I do like that a lot, especially if you can get the minus 105. Yeah, no, and then uh, as Kyle said, my card is very small right now. All I have is the uh, Ryan Blaney outright for a quarter unit, just because. I mean, this is this is when he wins, and then my one matchup of Bubba over Keselowski, just out of spite, and that is going to be my best bet because when you look at the difference in the way that they're driving, yes, Keselowski finished ahead of Bubba last weekend, but in terms of consistency, Bubba Wallace and that twenty three eleven team have been quite possibly the second or third best team uh, this season when you look at how good he and Tyler Reddick are both running. So I'm going to go Bubba Wallace over Kozlowski as my best bet here. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, let's see here. So I am going to stop sharing. I am going to change to this one. Okay. Let us know down in the comments. Are you betting NASCAR this week? Uh, are you, if you, are you betting the open? Are you betting, um, the all-star race? Do you have a favorite outright? Do you have another bet that you found a head to head top three, something that you really, really like? Let us know down in the comments. Uh, if you have been riding with us this far and you are not subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. It does do a lot for us. We're trying to get to a thousand subs. We can, we'll try and do like a giveaway or of some sort. Uh, if we, as we approach that, we'll get a better idea of what that may be. Uh, make sure you smash the like, uh, make sure you, uh, you know, sh share it with your friends, tell anybody, all your NASCAR friends, your betting friends, let's spread the sport. Let's spread the word. 
of the Angle of Pursuit. That is Brian Twining. I am Kyle Robert. Enjoy the rest of your week. We will be back on Saturday after everything is done. We'll be in your feed Sunday morning. <coughs> we will talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.